0: Oh my god, hi besties. So, this is probably the 100th time I've tried to record this. I am praying this is the final time I have to record it because I am losing my mind. But let's start with the weekly COVID diary update that I've been putting in these podcasts <laughs> recently. Um I finally ran a 10k. If you're new here, I have a leg injury. I'm not too sure what's going on, but it's incredibly painful to walk and I ran a 10k. And I took pre-workout for the first time and it was dreadful. I would not recommend doing that. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. That is not an exaggeration. I would kind of say it's like taking Molly for the first time. Like it's just one of those things where you just don't know what the fuck's going on with your body. And you're like, oh my God, no, I'm going to die. Like I was literally making promises with God. Like I haven't been to church since I was maybe 15. And I was literally like, God, if you stop this right now, I promise I'll change I'll change like uh, it was one of those things where I was like I could die especially because I have a heart condition it was one of my dumbest ideas but everyone on TikTok's like take pre-workout and I didn't know you were only meant to take it if you're gonna lift weights so I went on a 10k run and I thought I was dying and it was freezing cold and I wore a hoodie I always run in like a certain hoodie because it's like warm enough to keep me warm in the cold but not extremely thick that I'm boiling. So I thought this one out and I was overheating. Like I ran in the freezing, I think it was like two degrees. So I ran in the freezing cold with my jumper off because my body was overheating and it made my lips incredibly dry. And someone was like, that wasn't the pre-workout, but I know it was because there was no other factor. Like I use the, is it Summer Fridays? Is that what the brand's called? I use the Summer Fridays lip balm and it's very thick and it's amazing. And I always run with it on because it stays, it stays on my lips and it keeps my lips moisturized for the whole run. And within 10 minutes, my lips were dry. And I was like, this pre-workout is kind of scary. And obviously like the pre-workout itch, which I did not realize was that intense. Oh my God, I nearly called an ambulance on myself. So as we can see, I was not having the best time with this pre-workout, but that's probably the highlight of my week. I haven't really done anything else. However, I did get a DM on Instagram about one of my episodes where I speak about like not having friends. And this message has just kind of stuck with me because the person was basically saying that they kind of felt weird about it until like they heard that someone else had been through it. And obviously, like that's my goal with every episode, so that you know that. Like you're not weird. You're not abnormal. Like we all go through things that we don't talk about. And I think the fact that the discussions aren't being had is the problem and why people feel so isolated. So like that's what I want to do with this podcast. I want you to know that people have been through that. You're not weird. And like there needs to stop being a stigma about being open with your emotions. Like we need to have these conversations because conversations can literally save lives. And you can feel less alone. And it's really comforting to know that people have gone through what you've gone through. Like, it's not something I ever talk about. And I know that's a contradiction to what I just said, but I've been trying to be more open with it. But I'm just very personal with like health conditions and stuff. But I remember the first time I told someone that I had OCD and like, they were like, oh my God, so do I. And I cried, like I lit. it was, the thing is, it was at Reading Festival. So like, <laughs> I was very fucking intoxicated and I probably wouldn't have said it if I wasn't like that wasted. But yeah, like I, I was so ashamed of it and I was so like, I didn't understand it. Cause like in the, in the media and stuff like that, like OCD is presented as you wash your hands a lot. And so I was like, well, what's wrong with me? Cause I don't wash my hands a lot. Like I wash my hands making that very clear, but I don't wash them like, you know, like the stereotype, I don't wash my hands like an OCD stereotype, for example, and Then I took psychology A-level, which I mean, we should have fucking realized why, but I took psychology A-level and learned about him. We used to watch all these documentaries in class about OCD and it was really comforting to me. I'm sure there were probably people in my class who were like, oh my God, this is so weird. Like, why do they have to count so many times? Why do they have to do this? But for me, I was like, oh my God, this is so nice to know that other people go through this. And if it wasn't for those conversations, if it wasn't for me watching those documentaries on OCD, like I never would have gone to my doctor about it. And- That's why I think it's so fucking important to speak about these things, because you don't realize that other people go through it if you have never spoken about it. And I feel the exact same way about menstrual cycles and period problems, because they're not spoken about enough, like not enough women are talking about what they go through. And I say that because it's become very taboo to talk about your period. And I don't know why. Like, I'm very fucking open with my period. Like, I would literally yell that I'm on my period. I don't care. But I know that it is something that people are like, don't speak about that. Like, we don't talk about that. And I try my hardest to advocate for my friends to speak about these things. Because there are so many problems with, like, hormones and periods and stuff that people normalize that they should get checked out. You know? Like endometriosis or PMDD, like all these things where women go through excruciating pain and they get really, really depressed and even suicidal and things like that. And they think that's normal. Like they think that every other woman in the world is going through that when they're on their period, because we don't speak about things like the conversations are not being had. And that's part of the problem. And that's not me placing the blame on women at all. If anything, I think that like a patriarchal society has created this, weird like stigma around periods even though it's very natural and men wouldn't even fucking exist if women didn't have periods but my point is basically that we need to have the conversations because you never know who you're helping you never know who needed to hear that they weren't alone because that's one of life's worst feelings I think thinking that you're alone in this. Like, no one's alone in life. Even if you're l- alone in the sense of, like, you don't have friends and family around you, I find so much comfort in knowing that somewhere in this big old world, there's someone else who's feeling the exact same way I am. And anytime that, like, I feel low, I try and remind myself of that. And it's not, like, to think to myself, oh, well, you know, we're all depressed. But it's more of, this is normal. Like, it's okay to cry because everyone does it. Even if they don't show you, there's someone else who's going through that. And so that was a really long-winded way of me saying that when this person messaged me to say that they felt really weird, it really sat with me because I know how that feels. And I like to talk about friendship all the time on here because I've just had such a fucking hard time with it. And like, I want to share those experiences with people because... Like I said, I know what it feels like to go through it. And I think one thing that I've never really spoken about in depth is like how to be lonely after losing your friends. So that's kind of what I want to talk about. And I feel like there are two types of people and two types of reactions, sorry when you fall out with someone there are the people who like completely distract themselves so they don't have to think about it and then there are the people who sit with the emotion and obviously this isn't the case for every friendship fallout because some just don't mean that much like sorry it's a harsh reality but like some friendships don't mean that much to you but like the ones where you feel like you've literally lost a limb like someone that you never thought you'd have to walk this life without, and then you lose them or you fall out with them. That's what I'm talking about. And so I feel like the people who distract themselves just kind of delay the process, which I think is fine. I think it's very healthy. I think your brain is like helping you cope by doing that because maybe if you feel everything at once, it will be a bit too much. But like both scenarios are okay. I definitely distract myself a lot because I like don't like to deal with things as soon as they happen. And that's something I need to work on. But I remember the first time I fell out with someone who I literally thought was like a sister to me that was the first time I watched Grey's Anatomy and like I binge watched it all and I just kept re-watching it until I was like okay Mary we need to deal with the problems in our head and I did and like I'm here to tell the fucking story so I got through it you know and then the second friendship fallout I had because I'd been through the first one I was like okay let's just deal with the emotions now and I literally got over it and that's like when you know when you say to people like oh I got over it they're like oh, so you didn't really care, that's not true, like, if you spend so much of your life with someone, of course you care, but sometimes you reach a point where, like, you genuinely just can't care, like, it doesn't serve you, it doesn't, it doesn't help you in any way, it doesn't help you grow, like, that person's not in your life anymore, what the fuck are you meant to do, you know, and I also think it's so important to realize that, like, you didn't give up when you walk away from a friendship, because, like, you feel like you're not valued, or you feel like your energy is not being matched, that's not you giving up like even if there is resentment even if there isn't like you didn't give up you put yourself first and like that's a fucking achievement because not a lot of people do that because there have been so many times where i've looked back on friendships that ended and i'm like i should have left sooner because i gave so much of myself to this person and i left myself with nothing i left myself with absolutely nothing i i had nothing left to give to myself or the people who actually appreciated my time and like that's something i look back on And if now I'm ever in a situation where I'm like, oh, I'm not being appreciated here, then I say to myself, okay, keep some of yourself for yourself. You can keep trying, but you cannot give someone your everything. You cannot. And that applies in romantic situations as well. You cannot give your all to someone. They have to meet you halfway. Every single time. You are worth more than being stripped of your whole identity to make somebody else happy. Because more often than not, if that's the case, they don't even appreciate it. So you're losing yourself for nothing. And I'm trying to think of an example, I guess, to like put it in context. Okay, so I had a ex-friend who like when I moved to uni, they didn't and they couldn't really wrap their head around the fact that like I couldn't be there 100% of the time because I was doing a fucking law degree in a completely different city. I couldn't just be on my phone all the time. Like I had to go and make friends. I had to go to freshers. Like I had to do all these things. I had to make a new life for myself. And they just didn't really get it. And at first I was like, okay, like fine. Like I'm very sorry. um, And like apologizing. And then they made me feel so bad for it. So I was like putting in the work. I was putting in the effort. I was like coming to visit them, all this blah, blah, blah. And they were still making me seem like the bad person to like our other friends. And I just kept giving and giving and giving until it got to the point where I was like, I'm actually not even seeing the people who actually appreciate me. Like, I'm not even seeing my friends who value my time and appreciate the things that I do. Because, like, I am a very selfless person and I hate saying that because, like, it just sounds narcissistic. But, like, I am a very selfless person and I will always, always, always do everything I can to make sure that somebody is feeling so appreciated and so, like aware that they are like number one in my life because I fucking hate the feeling of feeling like you're not number one in someone's life and you can have multiple number ones just never let someone feel like they're second best because that feeling fucking sucks so like I don't have a lot of friends but I try and make them all feel like they're number one in my life because realistically they are they're all in like first first place tie but I was at this time I was realizing I was like my other friends are losing me as a friend or losing my attention and my presence because I'm just draining myself for this one person who doesn't even give a shit. And that's when I was like, hey, this cannot continue. Like you either grow the fuck up and realize that we're adults and I'm not gonna be on my phone every single day to respond to your texts, or this friendship's over and the friendship's over. So, <laughs> but I'm happy, I'm, I'm happy it's over I think it served my life when the friendship was going on. I, I feel like I, I grew a lot in that friendship. I learned a lot in that friendship. Um, there are so many moments in that friendship that have made me the person that I am today. But it would have been extremely toxic for me to stay in that friendship because I felt obligated to. And so I left. I left the friendship. And that's okay. I think that when you do that, you can really feel bad. for like you make, You kind of feel like you're a bad person. And that feeling fades. I think when you start to value yourself a lot more than when you were in that friendship, you start to realize that you're not a bad person. You were just putting yourself first. And that that can never make you a bad person. In my eyes, that makes you a great person because you realize that you're working on yourself and you're realizing that as sad of a reality as it is, you only have yourself in this life. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like when I say that, a lot of people are like, oh my God, you're so negative, blah, blah, blah. Like that's not the intention. But what I mean is that realistically, nobody's ever gonna know you fully. Like even your parents don't know you fully. It's just in our human nature to like not be our most authentic self in front of people. And because of that, there are gonna be times where people don't understand what you're feeling or how to react to it. And in that sense, you have to be the only person that you can rely on first and foremost. Yes, you rely on your friends and your close family and stuff like that, but first and foremost, you need to understand your emotions and you need to understand what you need from them which is why I always say be your own best friend first and foremost, because the things that you want from a friendship, like someone to comfort you, someone to remind you that you're amazing, someone to give you a hug when you need it. You need to do those things for yourself because you're the only person who's going to know when you need it. And I like to say that like me and my best friend are kind of like psychic because we're both very similar in terms of being antisocial and like not really texting as much as we should and stuff like that. But whenever i text her or she texts me and she'll be like hey are you okay like i just have a feeling you're not okay and i'll be like mid breakdown or like i'll text her and be like love you like hope you're doing okay and she's like how the fuck did you know i wasn't doing okay and i'm like ah our brains our galaxy brains but even then it's like cuz we're not with each other right now we're like we're in the middle of a panini press like we <laughs> we can't be with each other like we both have to find comfort in knowing that we have to be our own best friend in that moment. And I think that's incredibly important. You can be your own best friend and have other best friends, but first and foremost, besties, you have to be your own best friend. So with that being said, back to the ending of the friendships rather than the whole best friend thing. Closure doesn't exist, okay? Closure does not exist. I'm going to say that one more time. Closure doesn't exist, whether it's a platonic or a romantic situation, it doesn't fucking exist. And I'll tell you why it doesn't exist. Because you're only going there because you miss them, okay? And if you've ever been in that situation, in a romantic situation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You didn't need closure. You were going for one last booty call, period. And we don't need that, okay? We don't need that. But especially in terms of friendship, I feel like you go and you seek these answers to unanswered questions. And realistically both times they're gonna let you down like there isn't a situation where the answer to the question is going to help you after the friendships ended because if you ask them like did I do something wrong and they say no then you're gonna wonder like well why did the friendship end and if they say yes then you're gonna be like bitch the fuck why didn't you speak up about this you know like there really isn't a good situation from gaining closure I say that in quotation marks but People say they need closure. They're like, oh, I just have so many unanswered questions. Let the questions remain unanswered. You'll forget about them with time. Like, honestly, you don't gain anything from going back to someone and being like, oh my God, like, what did I do? Or, oh my God, why didn't we work? Like, you didn't work. Pack it up, move on. And sorry, that's a very harsh reality. And that sounded very blunt when I said it, but that's exactly what it is. Like, you can't just keep hanging on to what used to be People change. Emotions change. Lifestyles change. You change. Things are not meant to stay the same forever. And if they are, that means that people aren't growing. And why would you not want to grow? Like, especially in the terms of friendship, it's like, okay, you've been friends with that person since you were 10. You're 25 now. Like, of course you've fucking changed. Of course you've changed. Like, you've been through things that have shaped you into different people. Even if you were attached at the hip and you spent most of your life together... You process things differently. Like you are completely different people. And so it makes sense that you would have grown up and realized that maybe your paths aren't going in the same direction anymore. You don't have to resent them. You don't have to have a problem. There didn't have to be one specific moment where you are like, oh my God, you bitch, never speak to me again. Like you can just grow. You can just change and realize that this isn't actually helping you like it used to. It isn't the friendship that it once was. I hate when people are like, oh my God, what did they do to you? like when you tell someone that you're not friends with someone anymore. And it's like, why did they have to do something to me? Why can we not just normalize the fact that people grow apart? And it's sad. It fucking sucks most of the time, but it happens. I think the same even happens with family. Like family grows apart. I mean, I can't really speak because I don't have a big family, but like I've seen some of my friends just completely grow apart from their cousins and stuff. And it's like, they grew up, they had different lives. Like doesn't mean they don't love each other because that's another thing, like you can not speak to someone and still be like, I have massive respect for them and I still have love in my heart for them. Maybe I don't love them in the way I used to, but they're still someone who shaped me. Like I have extreme gratitude to anybody who's ever been in my life because you made me who I am. Even the people who made my life a living hell. I'm like, I would not be as strong as I am now if you didn't do that. And maybe that's not the way everybody wants to look at it. And I'm not saying that everybody should look at it that way. But like, there are people who literally made my life. Hell, like we don't even say their names in my house because my parents are like, mm, not her. We don't, we don't mention her here. It's like saying Macbeth in a theater for my fucking theater nerds out there. But am I, am I upset that it happened? Am I upset that I went through all that pain? Sure. Do I regret it? No because it made me who I am. It made me a very strong person. It also made me extremely skeptical of anybody that walks into my life. And I say this a lot and loads of people are like, are you high? Like, why do you speak like that? Because I always say like, I can feel your energy immediately. And I feel like maybe that's something that people have to get in tune with. I think everybody can do it. And I think more often than not, people do do it. And then they don't realize that their body is actually telling them like, this person is not for you. Because have you ever been in that situation where you're like, I get bad vibes from this person, like they are not a good person or they're not a good person to me anyway and then they prove you right and you're like, I fucking knew it and you like completely ignored your gut and your brain and you just, you just said, oh well, like if everyone else likes them then they must be a good person. Cool, they can be a good person, doesn't mean they're going to be a good person to you. I think that's something that's also like so fucking clouded and like people don't really get. Someone can be a good person, okay, they can do bad things to you all good people do bad things okay we're not a fucking saint people do bad things whether it's intentional or not but you can still be a good person it doesn't mean that you have to like that person because everybody else does because a lot of the times I could have I really could have avoided some bad situations if I just listened to my gut and that's why more than anything now I will always listen to my gut like if I get bad vibes from you fuck you I'm sorry I'm sorry I cannot do it because my gut has been right every time There has not been a single time where I have been proved wrong. And that sounds very stuck up. Now I said it out loud. But like I always say it to my friend. I'm like, do you not just get bad vibes from this person? And even if they don't agree, I'm like, cool, maybe your vibes click. But like ours don't. And I'm very much like an energy person and I'm like if our energies don't match like it's just not gonna work as much as I talk very fast and like don't shut up I'm a very low energy person like I'm such an introvert going out drains me of any energy that I have and when I meet people who are extremely high energy I'm like I love you guys you are great like you look like you're having the best time however we are not gonna work I just can't do it like I I can't I can't be with someone who just, like, doesn't match my energy. And, yeah, I just think that's such an important thing with friendship. If someone gives you bad vibes, if someone has an energy that you don't enjoy, just listen to your gut. That shit's real. I know, I mean, I say it all the time, like, I'm into that witchy shit. But, like, energy is so real. Like, you haven't made that up. And and I feel like you need to trust your gut. But that's, like, before the friendship begins. Like, if you meet someone and you're like, okay, don't like the vibes, don't like the energy we don't really get along, we don't have the same humor, whatever. Just listen to your gut and like kind of walk away from the situation. If they come back into your life, they come back into your life, but in that present moment, listen to your gut. Always listen to your gut. Just because I've made so many podcast episodes on friendship and like falling out with people before, this is going to be quite brief because I really don't want to sound repetitive to people who have already listened to the previous episodes, but basically... The one lesson I've learned, like well not the one lesson, but like the biggest lesson I've learned from falling out of people and choosing to leave certain situations is that putting yourself first will never let you down. It will never be something that you look back and regret. It will never be something that makes you question your decision. You might have doubts at the time if you did the right thing, but if you know like from the bottom of your heart that you left for yourself it was the right decision like it was the best thing you could have done because the loneliness that comes after falling out of someone or losing someone is overwhelming it's massive it feels like a massive gray cloud above your head for as long as it takes to heal but you won't feel like that forever like you won't feel lonely forever and you will find people and that's one thing that when i like had nobody and there have been moments in my life where i've literally had nobody to turn to i've had nobody to call a friend and like that makes me sound like a fucking loner okay so be it but those times do pass and i feel like that's so like that's so special to realize like once you once you have that kind of power in your brain to know that times like this do pass, I think that's such an amazing thing. And it's not something that's consistent. Like you can be in one situation and think that, oh, this will pass. And then you're in another situation. You're like, this is going to last forever because sometimes pain does feel like it's going to last forever. It really does. And the way I look at it is like, it doesn't last forever because you've known happiness. Even if you've gone through waves of like happiness and sadness, pain really doesn't last forever if you've experienced happiness. If you've been lonely and then you've had friends and then you've been lonely again, you know what it felt like to have friends. So you're not going to be lonely forever. I hope that makes sense. Cause like, it is a really like sticky situation to talk about because it's so... Like painful and also very personal and I can obviously only like talk from my own experience but I feel like that's the one thing that you just have to remember like you're not gonna feel that way forever and that's with whatever you feel like it's not just loneliness like whether you feel rage or you feel betrayal all these emotions that come out of losing people like they don't last forever because you will find people or you'll find yourself like that's the thing there are two outcomes here and you can have both or you can have one or the other but like you will either find other people or you will find yourself or you'll find both and you don't lose in any of those situations and I think for me like if I'm gonna make this personal like for me I found myself before I found others and that meant that I could go into those new friendships with a set of standards for myself and knowing that I was I was so free and able to walk out if it ever got bad. Like if it ever got to the point where I was like, not this shit again. And I just want to reinforce the fact that it doesn't mean that you gave up. It doesn't mean that you gave up because putting yourself first isn't giving up. There's a fucking power move. Like putting yourself first is a very underrated skill and not many people do it. Okay. So if you've managed to say this is no longer serving me, I'm going to find other people. I'm going to find myself. Then congrats to you because that's fucking difficult. But just remember that like you don't have to devote your time to something that doesn't serve you and you take as much time as you want to heal and you also take as much time as you want to trust somebody again because that's another thing like falling out with someone that you thought was going to be with you forever, like that can break your trust, that can really really like do some damage to how you perceive other people and I have definitely been that person who has failed to trust people because I've just been hurt so badly and with time you will learn that not everybody will treat you badly, but it doesn't always seem that way at first. When someone who meant the world to you leaves your life, you think everybody will do that. That's a very, very normal thing to feel. Like people always like you have trust issues, blah, blah, blah. And they, they put it in this negative light. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. I have trust issues because my trust has been broken. It's not something I just pulled out of my ass. It's a very rational response. You're not, crazy for feeling that way and don't let anybody tell you that you're crazy or make you feel crazy if your trust has been broken it would make sense that you now have trust issues but you will regain trust in people and i'm sure people will break your trust again that's just life but every time you will come back stronger and you'll be like okay i know who to trust and i know how much trust to put in them and so yeah i don't know there's just there's so much to learn from like breakups and i call it a breakup because as i said never been in a romantic relationship but The people I know who have, they're always like friendship breakups are just as painful, if not more painful. And I do kind of see that. I do kind of see that because I mean, like, I've cried over one guy in my life and I got over it. I was like, whatever, he's just a guy. Like, we move. But like, friendships, maybe I didn't cry, but they hurt a lot more. And I feel like sometimes, as weird as this may sound, sometimes I'll cry over the dumbest things and then not cry when something's actually painful. And I think that's just like, I don't know if anybody else has felt this way, but sometimes things are just too painful to cry about. Like you have to process the emotion in another way. Like the tear ducts just aren't doing their job right now. That's normally when I like, when I'm working out like crazy, I mean, I work out like crazy anyway, but when I'm like doing a 10K run in the morning, going to the gym and then doing a 10K run at night, that's that's me dealing with shit. Like, because I don't know, for me, like, that's how I process that emotion when I can't cry. It's strange. I don't know. We all have very different ways of processing emotion. Like, I'm also the bitch that will laugh at bad news. (laughs) Oh my God, I sound evil. But, like, I don't know. It also depends on, like, what kind of household you grew up in. Like, if you grew up in a household that talks about emotion a lot, then you'll probably be a lot more open with your emotion. Like, I think, mm, slight tangent here, but, like, I really didn't grow up in a house that shows emotion. Like, I've seen my parents cry once like on separate different occasions in my 22 years of living and the time i saw my dad cry was when we went to watch the bodyguard like in theaters so that wasn't even serious crying but oh no i've seen him cry twice when we went to see come from away as well sorry we're a very musical theater family but yeah okay i've seen my dad cry twice whilst watching a musical but like i've never seen him cry at anything else in life and i've seen my mom cry once like because she was sad and like, that's it. We don't really talk about emotions. And I feel like that's very much their generation. Like, I've I've heard a lot of people's stories about, like, their their home life and how they grew up. And they've had very similar experiences. I know there are some people who obviously have had the polar opposite experience. And their parents are very much like, let's talk about this, blah, blah, blah. But that's not really the environment I grew up in. So I had to really teach myself how to process emotions in a very healthy way. And know that crying isn't a sign of weakness. And that as much as I, I now advocate for everybody to just cry and be open and vulnerable I also realized that it's a learning curve like you reach an age where you can no longer blame your family and your household for the way that you are you have to take a fucking step and be like I'm going to be the change I want to see and so for me like it didn't even happen until I was about 19 and obviously that was only three years ago but Yeah, it wasn't until I was about 19 that I was like, Mary, emotions are okay. Like, it's okay to cry. Just because you haven't grown up in an environment that has promoted that doesn't mean that you can't change that for future generations. Like, not my own fucking future generations, because I don't want a kid. But, you know, you can have an impact on younger people. And like, even the people who listen to this podcast, like, I hope that you know that it's so okay to cry, even if you haven't grown up in an environment that has said the same. It's okay to feel. It's okay to be human, like emotions are something that we all share, and I think before anything, like that's what humans have in common, the fact that we have emotions, and so, yeah, yeah, that's probably where I'm gonna leave it, but I do just want to say that in terms of the friendship thing and leaving people and putting yourself first, or you know what, sometimes it's not even in your control, maybe someone's falling out with you, sometimes you will look back with doubt because you've never felt this alone before, but it's the right thing to do, and because of this learn to be happy with your own company support yourself the way you wish that your friend would and love yourself the way that you felt you weren't being loved and yeah this was a short one but last week's episode was so long wasn't it I'm so sorry about that guys I it was like two hours and I cut it down to an hour and five minutes because I was like nobody wants to listen to Mary talk for two hours only my parents have to deal with that I don't want to put you guys through that, but. Yeah, I love you guys and thank you so much for listening.